My beautiful people, good afternoon, billionaires. This is ERGJ, your certified financial educator. This is the New Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. You put it in a book, we absolutely will find it. Reading the Rainbow 2.0 with a purpose, and our purpose is personal development. That's our session here today. We're going through the book Think and Grow Rich, a Black Choice. Think and Grow Rich, a Black Choice, written by Mr. Dennis Kimbrough with Napoleon Hill. Everybody put it on so it's a choice. That's right, it's a choice. We can choose. We can choose. We can choose. I'm ERGJ, your certified financial educator, CEO of ERGJ Enterprises, ERGJ Black Bazaar, and also international best-selling author of the book, The Black Billionaires Club, a study of black wealth, a study of the 12 richest black people in the world today who we don't know, and how they built their wealth. And I just believe that if you want to be wealthy, you should study wealthy people. Well, you can pick that book up at www.theblackbillionairesclub.com. You get the physical book or the ebook, www.theblackbillionairesclub.com. Uh, pick up the book today. While you're there, I mean, while you're there, you might as well check out our club. It is an actual club. It's a movement. We, uh, we There are brothers and sisters who've decided, they made a choice to walk away from the crowd, the crowd of broke, the crowd of complaint, the crowd of criticism, the crowd of doing nothing much, to, hey, we're going to join a crowd of achievers. We're going to join a crowd that's actually doing something, providing solutions to the problems we talk about. Well, you can, join the, you can choose to join that club. And when you do, uh, you'll get financial literacy class. We're going to teach you about money. Can't complain about what they're not teaching us, but we can't teach ourselves. Uh, you got a personal development mastermind group you can be a part of to help you become the best version of you, to live your best life. I ain't going back and forth with you. And also a business development session as well to help you get that business started this year. You've been talking about it a long time. Now it's time to make it happen. Well, guess what? You don't have to do it by yourself. Because if you could, it would already be done. Well, why not join or connect with brothers and sisters who can help you to accomplish your goals, to build your dreams, and become the best you that you can be. Old African proverb says this, if you wanna go fast, you go alone. But if you wanna go far, if you want your money to go far, if you want your ideas to go far, if you want your business to go far, if you want your legacy to go far, go together. Maybe it's time to connect with like-minded individuals who are serious about winning with money and serious about success and let's go Together. Well, let's get right into what we're going to talk about today here. Think and Grow Rich, a black choice. Think and Grow Rich, a black choice, written by Dennis Kimbrough. This book is recommended by Black Enterprise. Simply says this that this book should be required reading for all. Everybody put comments on all. All African Americans who are truly committed to the pursuit of happiness and, fu and fulfillment. So that kind of tells us that we, uh, for those that are committed, not everybody's committed, but those who are, you might, you should read this book. And that's exactly what we're doing. We're in chapter 11. We're almost done, guys. I don't know how many more chapters we got left, but we're on page 287. I think we got to go to about 
Uh, roughly uh, another 100 pages will be done. So I think we'll be finishing this next week. I can't see why we wouldn't. Three magic words. Three magic words, chapter 11. Three magic words. You know it's time to do. We got to get it. Let's get it. Quotes from Eric Butterworth says this, and I quote, man is not in the world to set it right, but to see it rightly. Man is not in the world to set it right, but to see it rightly. Okay, next quote. And I quote from John 2.16, and cast now your nets on the right side. And then from John Keats, and I quote, the color of the rose lies within us, not in the rose. The color of the rose lies in us, not in the rose. No matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter how many times you failed in the past, I've got good news. Everybody put it on so good news. I like good news. Good news is cool. You got good news for me? Okay. What single quality do we find in all men and women of high achievement? They raise their sights and tap into their inner power by using the three magic words. Experts call them the three most important words in life. Before approaching the idea upon which this lesson is based, keep in mind that the same theme runs throughout the entire text. The purpose of this lesson is to add you in unlocking, is to aid you in unlocking and expanding your mind. Expanding your mind. So you can think with accuracy and attract the results you desire. Notice he didn't say, so you can get the results you desire. Nope. He used a specific word attract the results you desire. Now, expanding your mind is something I just was able to help a sister out with today. We talked for a little while. They've been, they're running into some trouble. Not financial trouble this time, but just trouble. Running against some deadlines, wanting to talk to me for a little bit, so I made time to do that. And I realized the biggest trouble that they had was their thinking. It was hard for them to expand their mind to understand this thing called social media, this thing called marketing, this thing called the internet. It's hard for them to capture it in their mind. Their mind was stuck. Therefore, their campaign was stuck. Maybe I could be talking to someone right now and you are stuck. Well, it's time to get unstuck. Everybody put it on so time to get unstuck. It's time to get unstuck by unlocking and expanding your mind. As a man or as a woman, think of, so is he or she. As you continue to think, so you remain. Expand and unlock the mind. In addition, you will be able to pry open a door that leads to the power you will need as you complete your search for riches. Recently, I counseled a friend who was in deep despair when I refused to join in his lament and express my faith that there are no unsolvable problems, that in the higher realms of his mind he could find the answers to any apparent obstacles. He promptly dismissed me with, that's the same old positive stuff, you've got to, you've got to face the facts. Though his remarks seemed reasonable, the problem is that we don't always have all the facts. Many times we confuse facts with theories, uh, outward appearances, or worse yet, assumptions. For instance, a quick glimpse at the morning's daybreak may lead you to believe the sun is rising, and yet precisely at the same moment to another point on earth, someone else may be facing a beautiful sunset. The truth is that the sun neither rises nor sets, and we should give thanks that it never does, or the entire solar system will be tragically disrupted. The sun shines eternally. 
Its rising and setting are simply views from a limited vantage point. The sunrise and sunset are changing experiences, but the sun is a changeless reality. The sun doesn't change. I guess the world moves or something like that. <laughs> I guess that's what happens. Think of the process we call sight. Since infancy, we've used our eyes in progressive degrees of perceptiveness. Through the process of sight, objects fall on the retina of the, of the eyes upside down as in a camera. Through nerve endings, they are light sensitive. A picture is distributed over several recording points. But the, by the miracle of vision, we do not see those individual points. These tracings are transformed into one solid view. Furthermore, what the mind sees is not the solid picture that is communicated to the brain, but what our experience has conditioned us to see. To put it plainly, seeing is not believing. Believing is seeing. Seeing is not believing. Believing is seeing. We see things not as they are, but as we are. Our perception is shaped by our previous experiences. You see in your life essentially what you believe. You see in your life essentially what you believe. Well, that's a great question then. What do you believe? What do you believe about your future? What do you believe about your past? What do you believe about right now? What do you believe about your dreams? What do you believe about your goals? What do you believe about your bank account? What do you believe about your abilities? What do you believe? Here's the beautiful thing. Whatever you believe, you're right. Your perception is your reality. As a man or as a woman thinker, so is he or she. As you continue to think, so you remain. Our perception is shaped by our previous experience. We see, you see in your life essentially what you believe. Oliver Wendell Holmes, the, the learned Supreme Court justice said, man's mind stretched to a new idea never goes back to its original dimension. The principles discussed in this book may require you to stretch. Everybody put it on so stretch. To stretch to new ideas. Should you take these words and apply them to your life? That means it's a choice for you to apply what we've been talking about. Of course, in the Black Billionaires Club, we are going to go and apply this stuff. This is what we're going to do, right? This is why we meet on Tuesdays, to go back and then to learn how to apply this stuff. The public, they just get to read and they just get the knowledge. It helps them, but it doesn't help them much because most of them simply won't apply. Most of them won't join the Black Billionaires Club so they can learn how to apply. They don't have the knowledge, though. That's great. A world filled with information. Awesome. But if you really want to change, you really want to do something, you then uh, take that and you should apply it to your life. That way you start seeing change in your life. You can start seeing results in your life. Most people won't apply, though. I mean, it's hard enough to get them to even get the knowledge. But then, then to get the knowledge, then they have to apply it. It's just, just like double work. <laughs> no, they don't want to do double work. That's just too much. Too much to get the results that they want to get in our life. Should we take these words and apply them to your life, you will feel the stretch marks in your mind and you will never again return to the person that you were before. This personal transformation from the old you, a person bogged down with impossibilities and powerless, to the new you, a person who realizes that he is more than just a body, able to think and feel and use his mind in any way he chooses, will help you tap into the part of you that cannot be understood through the physical senses. This new you 
is a part of a universal consciousness guided by principles and forces that are always at work. These forces are in turn guided by three magic words. The words that I speak of are right mental attitude. Right mental attitude. What's going on, Truth? The words that I speak of a right mental attitude, a right mental attitude is defined as the correct position or bearing in terms of action, feeling, or mood. And it is our actions, it is our feelings, and it is our moves that will determine the actions, feelings, or moves of others toward us. It is our attitude toward life that will determine life's attitude towards us. Now, what does this mean? It means your attitude sets the stage. Everybody put in the comments, so set the stage. Your attitude sets the stage. Our attitude set the stage for what will occur in our lives. Good attitude, good results. Fair attitude, fair results. Poor attitude, poor results. Each of us shapes his own life, and the shapes of our lives will be and are determined by our attitude. The person who goes through life, as millions do, saying, with my luck, the whole thing will go right down the drain. Goes down the drain over and over again. His attitude sets the stage for failure. If we expect failure and dwell on this possibility, then we will undoubtedly fall again and again. Where there is fear of failure, warned, warned, warned World War II hero General George Patton, there will be failure. Your mental attitude is a two-way gate on the pathway of life. It can be swung one way towards success or the other way towards failure. It's a choice. A right mental attitude, on the other hand, is the habit. Everybody put it on so habit. It's the habit of keeping your mind busily locked on your desires and your goals. Now, how many people say you got a little problem with this? that you are able to keep your mind on what you want. Keep your mind on your desires. Keep your mind on your goals, being that you have set those goals first. Now we understand that we are living in a world that's full of distraction. The whole world is trying to keep you off of your goal. The whole world is trying to keep you off of your desires. The whole world is trying to keep your mind distracted. There's a battle. My question is, are you fighting? Oh, there's a battle. It's for your mind. The question is, are you fighting? With this attitude, you can keep your mind tuned in to those things you wish to experience and off the things you do not want. Here's what, here's, here's what we see. We see, just think about the people that you know. I mean, let's just test it. The people that think about, talk about, share, you know what I mean? Like, love, all the stuff that they don't want. They call it, you know, comedy. They think it's funny. It's really not. It's really serious. This is what you are attracted to. This is what gets your attention. This is what you seem to not want, even though you keep getting it because you focus on that. But the things that you say that you want, the good stuff, when it comes across your pathway, you do nothing with it. You don't engage with that. It's abnormal. I, don't you find that interesting? I will like, I will share, I will talk about the stuff that I don't want. 
all the stuff that bothers me. But when it's time, when it's time for me to talk about, be a part of, join, do anything that's going to be good for me, I do nothing with it. And then I wonder why I don't have more good stuff happening to me. It's not like the universe isn't trying to put you in a position to win. It's just that you're more connected to the world than you are to the universe. Let me say that again for the people in the back, people in the way back. You're more connected to the world, the confusion, than you are to the universe, the order. Ooh, that might be a little too deep for some people. The majority of people go through life with their mental attitudes dominated by fears, anxieties, and worries, seeing only the appearance of failure, which somehow has a way of becoming a reality. Millions of people continually crash on the rocks of bad consequences, often suffering irreparable damage because they allow themselves to get caught in the rough waters without staying focused. A right mental attitude is the fixed compasses, assuring that every experience, whether it's pleasant or unpleasant, yields some form of benefit. Only a right mental attitude pays off in the affairs of our everyday living. A right mental attitude. Everybody put that in the comments below. Three magic words. Right mental attitude. Right mental attitude. You hold the key. You hold the key. A number of years ago, a haggard-looking, beaten old man entered a posh executive's office in the downtown Chicago. With, without a formal introduction, the tattered stranger said that a mutual friend recommended that he make the visit with the hope of turning his, his life around. He went on to say that he had decided to end his life if he failed to get help. From all outward appearances, the executive's guest was a failure. He had that dull stare of defeat in his eyes and the drooping shoulders of a man worn down by life. Yet someone must have recognized some degree of worth in him, or surely he would not have been sent to the executive's office. The smartly clad businessman stood aghast as he pondered what to do for this unfortunate soul. His imagination raced until suddenly he stumbled upon an idea. In the rear of his private office was a full-length mirror, which was concealed by drapes. The downhearted visitor was asked to stand in front of the curtain while an experiment was being performed. He was told that very little could be done for him, but he would be introduced to someone who might be able to help him regain his self-confidence and overcome his misfortune. After building up to a dramatic climax, the gentleman jerked the drapes apart, and the dejected old man was allowed to meet himself face-to-face -face in the mirror. His jaw dropped. He looked at his own image, stunned and speechless. After a lengthy scrutiny, he realized the solution to his problem. With sincere thanks, he hugged his compassionate friend, turned, and went on his way. Psychologists know the poverty-stricken people maintain a poverty consciousness, some of them from early childhood throughout life. They think in terms of poverty. They fear poverty. They talk poverty. And prophetically, they expect poverty but they have been given the power to intervene and affect the odds in their favor. James Allen, the English essayist and author of the masterpiece As a Man Think of, was unequivocal on this point when he stated, a man can only rise, conquer, and achieve by lifting up his thoughts. They themselves are makers of themselves. The mind is the master weaver. No man has ever attained to higher brackets of success without a right mental attitude. I want to go back to the story, though. He's broke, busted, disgusted, suicidal, ready to get his life up. Went to someone who we thought would help him. 
And he realized after looking in the mirror that he could solve his own problems, that he could help himself. Well, I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but it could be someone that feels that same way. Maybe it's time for you to look in the mirror. Now, this is very interesting because plenty of people, they get up, they get moving around, they take their shower, they brush their teeth, and they avoid looking at themselves in the mirror. Well, I want you to get the courage today to look in the mirror. I want you to see that bright smile that you have. I want you to see the twinkle in your eye. I want you to look in the mirror and recognize and notice life. If there's one thing above all, you are still here. You still have life. You still have breath coming out in and out of your body. Life. I encourage you. It's hard, I'm telling you, because sometimes you just don't want to see yourself. But if you don't want to see yourself, well, who else does? Look in the mirror. Cry if you have to. Courage, sometimes it takes is look at yourself and say, self, what's going on? That mirror is a powerful, powerful tool. One of the best things ever created, the mirror. Look at your own soul. Look at the depths of your own soul. Do you have the courage to do that? I mean, before you even go out and face the world, look at yourself in the mirror. Understanding that you have the power to solve your own problems. According to Napoleon Hill, the right mental attitude is the habit of searching for the seed of an equivalent or greater benefit which comes with every failure, every defeat or adversity we experience. This seed often germinates into something beneficial. A right mental attitude is the habit of evaluating all problems and distinguishing between those you can master and those beyond your control. Here we go. The person with a right mental attitude will solve the problems he can control and shun those he has no control over. Are you trying to solve problems that you can't control? That could be uh, why you're frustrated. Because you have no business trying to do that or work on that anyway. You're trying to be Superman and Superwoman for everybody. Is it possible you're just going beyond what you can control? And then therefore you are eluding or you are um you're you're shadowing or you are um neglecting the things that you can control. Let me read this again. A right mental attitude is the habit of evaluating. Everybody putting God so evaluate. Evaluate all problems first. This is a problem. Oh, okay. Let me look at this problem. This is a problem? Is this a problem? Okay, this is a problem. Evaluate it. And then distinguish between whether you can master those you can master and those that are beyond your control. The person with the right mental attitude will solve the problems he can control. And those that he can and shun those that he can he has no control over. So they do not influence his mental outlook. A right mental attitude is the habit of acting with a definite purpose, with full belief in the soundness of that purpose and in the ability to achieve it. For most of us, learning new habits takes time. Everybody putting God so takes time. Learning new habits takes time. Here's the deal. You know, wherever you are right now, you probably have been this way for a long time. I mean, 20 years, 15 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. This, this is how it's been. 
And you're not being introduced to something new that's actually asking you to change. And we understand how difficult that is. I mean, to change what I've been doing for the past 40 years, that's not easy to do. It's not simple to do. It takes time. But I would say before it takes time, and we understand it's going to take a little time, I believe it takes courage first. It, it can't, takes courage to even want to change, let alone start the process. I mean, you got to have courage to even really want to change. I mean, I've been doing this for 30 years. Why would I change? Yeah, I ain't been getting the results I want out of life, but, dude, I'm, I'm used to doing it the way I've been doing it. And unless I change, I'm going to keep getting what I've been getting. So even though I understand it's going to take time to change, shoot, I don't even got the courage to change. Who's going to help that? That's between you and God, by the way. You got to ask God for courage. You know, I can get you inspired, motivate you, all that good stuff. But the courage part, that's going to come from God. That's between you and your maker. Sometimes you're going to ask God, give me courage. I just need the courage. Lord, I, help me. I need the courage. I want to do this. I've been talking about it. I've been looking into it. It's time. I know it's time, but I'm scared. I don't know what people are going to I'm scared about other people's opinions. I'm, I'm, I'm fearful that it might not work. I got all this stuff in my head. And, and even though it's just assumptions, I don't really know until I do it. I am asking you for the courage to do it. Nonetheless, that's a good story. The Bible talks about this, right? I mean, there was a guy, he went to work named Peter. Went to work, didn't have much success. Working all day, toiled all day and night, no success. No fish, didn't catch any. He's a fisherman, by the way. Came to the shore, said, okay, work's done. Didn't have a good day. I guess I ain't eating tonight. Something like that. Then he, he ran into the master. Ran into the master. Right? Ran to the master. Master said, go back out into the deep and cast your nets. Now he looked at the master and said, I just came back from out there. It didn't work. Why the heck am I going to go back out there? But it was something about this master. And he said, well, nonetheless, at thy word. Oh, no, no. Nevertheless is what he said. Nevertheless. Although I don't really think it's going to work. Although I've been working all day, all night. I ain't got nothing to eat. I'm tired. I'm ready to go home. I'm ready to start the day over tomorrow. But although all that stuff might be true, nevertheless, at your word, because you're the master, I'm going back out there. And guess what happened? They caught more fish, and they had to bring extra boats out there to get the rest of the fish. I mean, loads upon loads upon loads. All because he said, nevertheless, regardless of how I feel, regardless of how much work I've done, regardless of my past, regardless of what I just experienced, you gave me a, a you gave me, you charged me to go do something. And you're the master. So regardless of what I think and how I feel and whatever, at your word, because you're the master, I'm going back out there. How many guys are willing to say nevertheless? Now, it might not be your master. It might be your mentor. It might be the person you look up to. It might be the person that you look at, you watch on YouTube all the time that's motivating you. And you're like, man, you he, he keep telling me what to do. It might be the people you read about in the book. I don't know. 
But regardless, the point is, are you willing to say, nevertheless, at your word, nevertheless, you're successful, I just decided, I don't know if it's going to work for me. I mean, they say read books, but I don't really want to read. But nevertheless, I'm going to read, because you said read. How many of you are actually going to listen to your mentors, your masters, your coaches, your God, whoever, and just say, I may not feel like doing it. I may not even think it's going to work. I may not even believe. But nevertheless, at your word, I'm going to try. And then you'll find that you just might catch a whole bunch of fish. Now, what's that fish? What do the fish represent? Well, the fish represent treasure. The fish represent fruits of labor. The fish represent food, money. You can sell the fish. Opportunity. Nevertheless, I'm going to go cast my net. Regardless of how I feel or how I think, just because you cared enough to tell me to do it, that means you're a good student. You're a good apprentice. Good student. Right? Mary said, but yeah, it's the one thing we don't pray for. We will pray for money before we the courage to get the money. But our own talent and change of ways. Right? Praying for courage, pray for wisdom. Right? I mean, I wouldn't go through it. I mean, I wait oh, what Sundays I do that, by the way. Like, here's the stuff that they talked about praying for. Here's stuff we don't pray for. Is that they obviously ain't teaching as much as possible in between the four walls. Okay, let's keep going. For most of us, learning new habits takes time, but once positive habits are mastered, life takes on a new meaning. Those with poor negative attitudes towards learning, for example, won't learn very much. If you assume an attitude that you cannot reach your goals, you generally will not. With an attitude of despair, you're defeated before you start. What you achieve or fail or fail to achieve is due in large measure to your overall attitude. In order to develop a right mental attitude, you must develop the right mental attitude toward yourself. It cannot be repeated too often if the attitude that you have toward yourself that will determine your attitude toward your world. It is the attitude that you have toward yourself that will determine your attitude toward the world. It is the attitude that you have toward yourself that will determine your attitude towards the world. Your attitude reflects the real you. We'll stop there. It's strange that we're so familiar with ourselves that we tend to take ourselves for granted. We tend to minimize the things that we can accomplish as well as the goals we can reach. How many of you guys be honest and say, I've been minimizing the things that I can accomplish? And I mean, there's people around me, they see all this greatness in me, but I don't see greatness in myself. I mean, all the people I'm around, they, they, I'm around good people, I'm around, I'm around winners, I'm around success-driven people. I've changed my circle, and I know, and they're great. And they tell me I'm great. But I still don't see greatness in myself. My attitude towards myself is jacked up, <laughs> stinking thinking. And I'm telling you, when it's hard for you to see it for yourself, even though people tell you, they confirm and they validate, man, you are great, you're awesome, you're fantastic, you don't even know how wonderful you are. It's still not enough 
Because in your mind, as far as it relates to your attitude towards yourself, something ain't right. And it's strange that we're so familiar with ourselves that we tend to take ourselves for granted. We tend to minimize the things that we can accomplish as well as the goals we can reach for some equally strange reason. We believe others to be more capable of success and dwell on our ineptness. There remains an enormous gap of undeveloped potential in all of us, a great reserve of talent and ability that we habitually fail to use. Notice this. There it remains an enormous gap of undeveloped potential in all of, of us. So although you might be looking right now, you might see me doing what I'm doing. This is what I love to do. You might look and say, man, it's, it's that brother, he just, you know I mean? He's great. Well, I still have undeveloped potential. And you're great too. The only difference is I'm just willing to do what no one else is willing to do. That's the only difference that I'm asking. I beg and plead for you to do the things that you can do that you know no one else is willing to do. Now, if you just imagine, if you and I, we keep doing what no one else is willing to do, you and I alone can change our community. Well, you and I alone can change the world. It doesn't take a lot. It don't take a whole bunch of people, by the way. Just be simply, simply be willing to do not willing to think about, not willing to talk about, not willing to have a whole bunch of meetings about, but be willing to do what no one else is willing to do. Change the world. You keep doing it long enough, change the world. You'll be noticed. You'll be, I mean, your gift will make room for you. Just simply do what no one else is willing to do. And it doesn't have to be elaborate and big. It don't have to be all that. It could be simple stuff, right? It can be simple stuff. Think about it. In the comments below, share something you've experienced in the past, I don't know, week. You know, people get together, they talk about this stuff, they have great ideas, but nobody's willing to do it. Have you experienced that in the past week? Like, dang, nobody's gonna step up to the plate? Nobody. Because they're always, they're always on someone else to lead. All I'm asking you to do is just lead in your field. Give it your all. Go the extra mile. Be willing to do what no one else will. I'm telling you, that's going to cause those other people who are unwilling to do to actually pay you to do it. Let me give you an example. So I uh, I met with some people today. They want to bring me on into a nonprofit campaign. Now, how in the world I get involved in a nonprofit campaign? I don't know. And uh, and and so I I, I share some stuff with them. I'm just like, man, you know, because I, I realize these blockages in their head. I was trying to break them down, you know. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta break them down. And um, and before we we left after this about two hour meeting, you know, and me just really trying to get them to understand, man, you got the power, you know, you know how I do, right? Um, he asked me, he said, well, do you use PayPal? And I was like, yeah, I got PayPal. I said, I was like, for what? He's like, well, yo, so you can get paid. I'm thinking, well, get paid for what? I'm just here, man. I'm here to help, man. Y'all need help. I'm here to help. Y'all, you know what I mean? This is a good cause. I, you know, I'm here to help. He's like, no, we're going to pay you. I said, okay. <laughs> now, did I go there expecting to be paid? No, I went there expecting to provide value, expecting to provide service. And because of the service that I provided, which was way over what they thought, they get they left, they like, I had no idea we was gonna talk about that. 
All right, because you ain't took the time to sit down with me. You talking about one thing, I'm talking about a whole nother thing. And so before we left, they're like, yeah, we're going to send you some money. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to pass that down, by the way, because I know I need to accept my blessings. I mean, you guys got a hard time sometimes accepting your blessings. Oh, no, 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 don't worry about it. Not, no, you can get it next time. And you're always, always denying the best. No. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm down with that. There remains an, un, an enormous gap of undeveloped potential in all of us, a great reserve of talent and ability that we habitually fail to use. Look at today's black achievers who have reached amazing heights. No matter their endeavors, wherever you find men or women of distinction, you will find a person with the right mental attitude. You need only to think of your friends and acquaintances to prove this. The successful take the attitude that they can accomplish whatever they set their minds to. They have a healthy attitude towards themselves and as a result toward life. Subsequently, they aim high and come to be called successful, outstanding, and achievers. Quite frankly, they are no more brilliant or outstanding than the majority of people with whom they come in contact. It's their attitude that makes the difference. It's their attitude makes the difference. Their attitude towards themselves, their attitude towards life, their attitude towards their goals, their attitude towards their community. It's their attitude. And because of their attitude, they make different choices. They expect to be rich. They expect to be successful. They expect to win. If that's your expectation, the comments below put, I expect to win. Now, this winning can be whatever it is that you formulate your mind for that win, but that's okay. I expect to win. This is New Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. You put in a book, we absolutely will find it. Read Rainbow 2.0 with a purpose. In the comments below, I'd like for you to share one thing that you learned today. One thing that stood out to you. I don't do this just to do this. I do this to make a difference. This is a part of my service. So my question to you is, was this worth your time and why? We could have been doing anything over the past 30 some odd minutes, but we decided to connect virtually across the world and read a good book. Why? Well, the successful people tell us to read these good books. We could choose not to read it or we can choose to read it. We've decided to read it. Not only that, the Black Billionaire Club has decided to learn how to apply it to their life. My question to you is, are you joining the club today? Simply go to www.theblackbillionairesclub.com, www.theblackbillionairesclub.com. Choose. It's a choice. Choose. Join the club today. Well, guys, I'm ERGJ, certified financial educator, CEO of ERGJ Enterprises, best-selling author of the book, Black Billionaires Club, founder of the Black Billionaires Club. I want you to remember this. Man, this is powerful today, by the way. I mean, we could probably read this again tomorrow and still be okay and read it all the way next week. The same stuff. We're like, wait a second. I got to get all of this. I want you to remember this, man, that it takes a village. 
It does. It takes more than just you. You're going to need some help. We got a village. We're asking you to come to the village, but you got to choose to come. Takes a village and starts with us. Let's build. Let's build these bank accounts. Let's build these businesses. Let's build our community. But most importantly, most importantly, let's build each other. And let's do it together. I think tonight's Thursday night, Black Billionaire Club, we'll be talking about marketing, online marketing, how to create an effective Facebook ad. Some of you guys aren't going to be there, but the BBC will. And we're going to keep learning and teaching and educate and winning. We all we got, people. But guess what? That's enough. I pray to God reserve each and every one of you that you'll go out today knowing that it's your time. It's your time. I want you to look in the mirror today and just see how fearfully and wonderfully you've been made. There is absolutely nothing, and I mean nothing, that can stop you except you. Until the next episode, Mr. DJ, hit the music. New, new, new black, new. It's the new Black Wall Street Book Club. With your host, Evan Jefferson. Evan Jefferson. It's time for us to go. Yeah. Now, you ain't got to leave the computer. But we encourage you to get out there and learn and apply all the things you learn at the new Black Wall Street Book Club. Book Club. Yeah. The new Black Wall Street. The new Black Wall Street.